Hi, everybody. Well, it is time for another Awesome Women podcast. And today, because we are also doing our um, Queensland Mental Health Week um, special series as well, we're going to be using the video um, for our members so they can keep up to date with everything that is going on. So today we have the fabulous Prav joining us. How are you? I'm very well, thank you, Amanda, and thank you for this opportunity to have a chat with me. No, my pleasure. Now, Prav, you are a principal lawyer of Cornerstone Law Offices and have been a lawyer for 25 years and was one of the first first graduates of Griffith University's Law and Commerce degree program. Yes, so that was their double degree and we were the guinea pigs and I guess I'm still standing tall, so must have done something right. And Griffith is a great university, so um, yeah. yeah, that's the background. Yes, thanks, Amanda. And look, someone's got to be the first, right? Absolutely. And look, I was I came from Fiji, so I came here as an overseas student, um, you know, straight out of high school, pretty much. Yeah. So talk about culture shock, um, <laughs> you know, from a from a, a country that, which is a dot on the world map to to here and. Uh, but, you know, kudos to the, um, I guess, the more mature students in the team, which kind of take, took me under their wing and the rest is history. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. Now, Prav, I'd love to have a chat to you today about how we can stand up for ourselves and our colleagues in a tough situation in the workplace. Mm-hmm. Now, okay. I know I have been in many situations over my 20-plus year career where I've wanted to stand up for somebody in the office, whether they're being treated poorly, um, you know, you just know it's not fair and right. Mm-hmm. But the flip side of that is if I do it, I could lose my job. Yes. So so there are laws that protect us. And, yes, there are ways to um, stand up for not only your team members but also yourself. Um, and so before I, um, when I graduated, obviously did other areas of law, but I had the privilege and the opportunity to go and work in San Jose, California, mm-hmm. and pretty much in employment law sphere. Yeah. Um, and there, basically, we did represented, sorry, my firm that I worked for represented employees only so that there would be no conflict of interest. And it was an eye opener for me in that regard, because I was like, oh, my goodness, people think they can get away with things like this, you know, the managerial abuse, harassment, all of that kind of stuff. Um, And then basically when I moved back home to Australia in about 2009, that's when our industrial relations laws here changed. Um, So there is a lot of protection available for employees. Um, And, again, it's, it's a matter of principles and it's a matter of standing up for yourself and also your team members. Now, as an employer... Um, I'm very conscious of that aspect within my own team. So I have worked in toxic environments and I made a promise to myself that I will not have that environment in my own team, in my own firm. So we're very conscious of that. Um, and it's it's good to have and say there's an open door policy, but what does that mean? Your team needs to understand that, that there won't be repercussions against them if they are speaking to you about a team member um you know one way you could call me a controlling boss or however you want to define me but one way of how I um say that I have the eyes in the back of my head is I see everybody's emails and you know the standard of work um the quality of work will change when there's something going on 
So to me, that's a practical way. And I know not all of us can, you know, be as crazy as I am to read everyone's emails, but I'm glancing through. But, you know, I will know something's going on in their personal life or something's going on within a team. Um, and typically I will say to uh, Bob, who's the operations manager and my and my husband, I'll send him a message and say, you need to go and have a coffee with Amanda. Something's going on. Mm-hmm. Um so even as an employer, you can't just be blind to it. Um, you've got to have your eyes and ears open. Um, and, and are you looking for um, the changes of language and tone in emails, consistency of where they're going, how they're going? Absolutely. And the quality of the work, you know, yeah. you obviously they're within the team for a reason. Yeah. You know what they know, you know what the, you know, and, and the frustration that's coming out or the, are they snapping at the clients, for example? Yeah. Um, and it's like, you know, this is something's going on. This is not, this is not the normal amend of the norm. Yeah. 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 So keeping your eyes and ears open and um and having that open door policy within your teams, not just you as the boss, but also your team leaders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I think your team also needs to understand that. If the team leader is someone that they're concerned about and want to raise a concern about, that they can have the right to go over that. Um, and that's where we see in the big corporations is, well, I'll go and talk to the HR person but or about my team leader, but here's a process which says I'm going to go to the team leader first. You know, So I think it's the um, educating your staff about, yes, there is a process, but you can still bypass certain processes. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So what are, you know, what are some of the things you mentioned that there's some employee protection? Where can they, where can someone go if they're really just not comfortable with the situation, um, whether it's a team leader or whatnot, and they just don't feel that anyone's going to listen to them or they're going to be treated fairly, what can they do? Look, most firms will, most law firms will give you free initial consultation. Mm -hmm. So to me, I will always say as a lawyer, when in doubt, talk to a lawyer. Okay. At least you then know what your rights and obligations are. You can then uh, maneuver basically what your next steps are going to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, Amanda, even in the 21st century that we're in, I come across so many people who will say things, oh, I had a verbal conversation. It's like, no, it's fine to have a verbal conversation, but confirm it in writing. Mm-hmm. Please do that, you know, yeah. um, even if it's a one-way conversation where I've just spoken to you about an issue, mm-hmm. then I just shoot you an email. Mm-hmm. Hi, Amanda, just referring to our discussion today, thank you, and dot points of what we talked about. Now, if Amanda doesn't respond to that and correct me in what I've said in that email, then it's kind of deemed that it's documented. Amanda agrees with what I've just said. Yeah. Um, and my philosophy is, look, if you put things in writing, people jump. <laughs> you will get a reaction. You will get action. You will get something moving forward. Um, or the flip side is what I normally say is, uh, if you have oral conversations only, people develop Alzheimer's very quickly. <laughs> you know, they forget. They do, absolutely. And it's the context too, right? Exactly, exactly. And then then you've got something to work with. You know, the number of times we get inquiries, similar things where people are going through personally or seeing um, harassment, abuse, all of that kind of things. And I say to them, uh, well, you've, you've had a conversation, um, but where is it documented? If it's not documented, um, I had a similar situation the other day where someone was inquiring about um, 
they were hired for this position. They were put through the the causes and um, information that they had to go through, which the company paid for. He didn't like the approach of how the company was treating him in the first day. So he effectively resigned on the first day. So the company is seeking a refund yeah. of the uniform costs, cost, et cetera, et cetera. Now, in that case, you're falling back on a, an employment offer, mm-hmm. which you then have signed, which becomes a binding contract. So it's easier to advise and give you direction when there's a document to rely on. It's very hard when it's a he says, she says, he says saga. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Well, if anybody has any questions or they're not quite sure on what to do next, we will share your details with them. Um, but I guess it's just about reaching out and asking, right? Correct. It's yeah. reaching out, ask the questions, get the answers then, because lawyers will tell you what the options are yeah. and, and give you the advice. Um, the decision is ultimately yours. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you very much for your time, Prab. No worries. Thank you, Amanda.